2: you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success. Starting right now, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com.
0: Hi, pet business owners. I hope you are having a wonderful week. I am so happy to be here with you today. And I have some exciting things to share with you. The first thing is that this week begins the photo contest. And for those of you that have never participated, it is super fun and I'm so excited to receive your entries. So it is the book and pet photo contest. So what do I mean by that? Basically, What you will do is take a picture with any one of my five books with a pet, with yourself if you like. If you want to be a part of it, that's totally fine. And either email it to me at admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com or you can post it on Instagram or Facebook and you can tag me in it. Be sure to spell my first name correctly. Some people don't and then they are confused about why I'm not popping up on Facebook. So my name is spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-N and the last name is Morrison. So you can tag me on Facebook. You can also tag me on Instagram, which is Pet Biz Coach. That's all one word, P-E-T-B-I-Z Coach. And if we're not connected on there, I would love to connect with you even if you don't submit a picture, that would be fun. So go ahead and connect with me and I'll connect with you. And that'll be a fun way to keep connected. (laughs) The second thing I want to share is that I am going to be doing a keynote talk in Burbank, California, which is near Los Angeles on April 27th. That is a Monday. And it's going to be from six thirty p m to eight p m It's going to kick off the pet daycare and boarding pet expo that is happening that whole week, and I'm happy to say that I have a few free passes for my keynote. It does not include passes for the expo, but I can get you some of you into the keynote if you're interested in attending. I met with a number of San Diego pet business owners when I was in San Diego last month, and a few of them are going to be carpooling, and there will be a lot of Los Angeles and surrounding area pet business owners attending. So if you're able to attend, I would love it. Feel free to shoot me an email. Again, the email address is admin at prosperouspetbusiness.com. I would love to be able to send you a free pass. And if you have a friend that wants to participate and join you for the keynote to come see me, I would love that too. What else do I want to share? The past few months have been quite busy. I've had a lot of publicity, which has been quite fun. I appeared on San Diego, Good Morning San Diego. I also appeared on a CBS show called The Zevely Zone. It's with Jeff Zevely. And he interviewed me about my pet business. And I'm going to include links to both those interviews in the show notes. I will also include links to find out more about my keynote, as well as information about the photo contest in the show notes. So how you get to the show notes is simply by going to prosperous dot forward slash podcast sixty four that is the number sixty four again prosperous dot forward slash podcast sixty four now I want to jump in here and talk a little bit about George Cow he is an amazing human being. He's a business and life coach. He has done a lot of work on his own business as far as learning to manage time. And so today I am interviewing him about how to master the techniques of time management in your pet business and in your life. So if you feel like you're always racing against the clock to care for your clients, your family and yourself. I know you're not alone. There are a lot of pet business owners who struggle with time management. So, in this podcast segment, we are going to help you master your time so that you have more ease and you feel more empowered in your pet business and in your life. I encourage you, if you're not driving, to get out your notebook because you're going to want to take notes during this segment. I really recommend that. So today we're going to talk about the concept of time placeholders and how they can be the key to spending your time wisely. Time is a very precious resource. So when we talk about spending time, we are literally talking about spending using up a precious, valuable, limited resource. It's so important to be mindful of that. So we're going to talk about that and then also how to stop feeling overwhelmed and actually get the important things done. You know what they are. And then create knowledge placeholders to prevent scattered notes and wasted time. And George is going to talk a lot about that. And then why time logging is a powerful practice that you should do at least once a year. And it will help sharpen your awareness of your most important resource, which is time and then how to create wiser rhythms of renewal. Isn't that gorgeous, that saying? Rhythms of renewal. So he's going to talk about how you can create wiser rhythms of renewal in your life, so that running your business becomes more joyful and sustainable for you. And there's a lot more we're gonna talk about today. So this was originally a Prosperous Pet Business Conference interview from 2015, okay? So it was a number of years ago. However, the information in this interview is absolutely relevant for this day and age. So I wanna just, Let you know that if you attended the 2015 Prosperous Pet Business Online Conference, you maybe remember this. But even if you have heard it before, I want to encourage you to hear it again from this new perspective. You know, we change and grow with each passing year. So if you heard this in 2015, you're going to be a very different person today than you were then. So without further ado, I want to jump into this interview with George Cow. So hello, (laughs) welcome to all of those of you who have never heard this, and welcome to those of you who have heard it. I encourage you to bring new ears and new mindset to listening to this interview. You ready? Here we go. Hi,
3: everyone. I am so excited to welcome George Cow here today. He is a speaker. He's a coach on the topics of authentic marketing and joyful productivity. And he's also a proud dad to one puppy and two cats.
1: Welcome, George. Thanks, Kristen. It's good to be here.
3: Oh, it's, it's wonderful to have you here. And so I just want to dive in and talk about joyful productivity. It's a great topic a topic that a lot of pet business owners struggle with because they're so busy running their businesses that they have a hard time staying on task. And what is your advice for dealing with that and getting the really important things done?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first things first is that we live in a time where because we're all connected and of course pet business owners connected with their clients who care about their you know their their pets and and uh, requests from all places especially if you're online you get requests all the time mm-hmm. is that if you don't take a stand and create a structure for your own time and for your own life and business uh you will be like a reed in the wind. You'll be blown here, you'll be blown there. Uh, Some people call it like putting out fires all day long. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to every day, you've got to start the day saying, okay, today, it's my responsibility to create a structure and create some healthy boundaries around myself, because it's honestly getting harder to do that, you know, as we get more connected. Uh, as, you know, people, people are connected by cell phones all day long through text messaging or they're now connected through Facebook or whatever. It's like, so, so yes, creating a structure and system for yourself is not something that happens by chance. <laughs> so that's what kind of, that's what I, I love to talk to people about is how do you, how do we generate that kind of structure that feels healthy? Um, first, for your, for your own sanity, your own self-care, your own sustainable uh, livelihood. Uh, And then in a way that really, you know, is respectful of other people as well.
3: Beautiful. Yeah. And so you teach about this idea called time placeholders. Can you say more about that?
1: Yeah. So uh, the idea of time placeholders is uh, a placeholder is you you put like a bookmark somewhere so that you don't lose track of it. You know, you don't lose it. And so that's the idea of a a time placeholder is if you don't put a certain um, structure around okay this is when I work on this aspect of my business you know for some people they uh, they know that oh I need to work on my social media or oh I need to you know catch up on my bookkeeping or or oh I need to figure out how to hire the right person but if they don't actually put a placeholder in their schedule for those things those things aren't going to get happen by chance you know Because again, we get requests and whether it's by friends and family or by our our, our business. So a a time placeholder, the simplest way of thinking about it is imagine you had, let's say three projects that you really wanted to work on, but you found yourself continually procrastinating on them because, and you have good excuses. Well, I, you know, I had family over or, well, I had this client that was very demanding. And uh, okay. You just say, listen, I've got three projects. All three are important. And I'm gonna say that I'm gonna work on each project once a week. And and it may or may not be the perfect rhythm, but I just give you an example here. So let's say you're gonna work on your marketing. Okay, I gotta work on my marketing every week, otherwise it's not gonna happen on its own. So why don't you work on your marketing say on Tuesdays? That'll be your time placeholders Tuesdays, even even being even more specific if possible. Tuesday afternoons, Tuesday mornings, Tuesday evenings. I'm going to work on marketing for an hour. Okay. I also need to work on getting my bookkeeping more, you know, efficient. Okay. I'm going to work on that Wednesdays for an hour. Okay. I got to work on my, you know, hiring. I got to become more conscious about how I do that. Well, okay. I got to work on it for an hour. So, So a time placeholder is making sure you have the important things as a placeholder in your schedule. Otherwise it won't happen
3: yeah and there's something really powerful about scheduling the mm-hmm. important things where you know if they're not in our schedule then clients can kind of take over our
1: schedule exactly right yeah yeah,
3: yeah so and i know you also have talked about knowledge placeholders what mm-hmm. what exactly does that mean
1: okay so that's a it's a nice kind of companion idea to a time placeholder because let's say you wanted to work on your marketing well, you're going to get ideas about your marketing at random times. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all happen on that Tuesday one hour time slot or something. You're going to, you're going to just get ideas. You're reading a newsletter uh, you know, on, over email or you're talking to a friend or you know, you're in the shower and you get this flash of insight about, oh, I, that's what I should be doing in my marketing. So what happens when you get those ideas? Do you just kind of hope that when you work on your marketing, those will be there? chances are no, you know, the human brain is, is, is not meant to store information. Like the human brain is meant to be intuitive, to improvise, to relate to others, but it's not meant to be a storage device. And so what's really important is for you to be writing down ideas as they come to you. But then the question is, well, where do you place those ideas? So I recommend to people create a knowledge placeholder for the different projects that you have. So for marketing, you should have a folder, whether that be a physical folder or a digital folder, you have a folder or you have a, some kind of a list so that mm-hmm. when you have a marketing idea, you know, oh, I've already got a time placeholder for my marketing. That's on Tuesdays for an hour and from nine to 10 or something like that. So that's what I'm going to work on it. But then when I work on my marketing, what do I do? Like, you pull out your marketing folder, mm-hmm. you pull out your knowledge placeholder. That's where you place all of your ideas about that project. And then once you create those knowledge placeholders, maybe it's a folder for each project, then when it comes time to work on it, you pull that thing out and go, ah, the, here are you know, 10 ideas I have. Let's go through and see what I feel energized to do right now. So. I
3: love that. You know, I just flashed on reading something about this journalist years ago interviewing Einstein and... As he was wrapping up the interview he said, "Well, I'd like your phone number in case I need to, you know, contact you about additional information around the interview." And and so he said, "What's your phone number?" to Einstein and Einstein was like and he's looking, you know, in a, on his desk and and the journalist was kind of a little bit of a jerk. He's like, "You're Einstein. You know, you don't know your own phone number?" <laughs> <laughs> and Einstein said, "The brain is not a file cabinet." Like <gasps> this is stupid information. I don't need, you know, this is information I don't need to remember.
1: Wow.
3: it someplace, but I don't want to clutter my brain with useless information.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I didn't, I never heard that story. I'm going to borrow that next time I talk about (laughs)
3: this. (laughs) And if, if it's good enough for Einstein, I think it's good enough for us too. So,
1: well, then that's interesting because, I didn't know Einstein did this, right? So he then he freed up his brain to for creativity. Because when you don't have to like when you try to remember stuff, your brain has to keep holding on to it. And mm-hmm. when it's holding on to it, it doesn't open up to new yeah. ideas. And so I, I love that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And and he liked to use his brain for problem solving, you know, mm-hmm. which we as business owners really have to do a lot, right? Yes. We're, you know, constantly, at least for me, and I know a lot of the oh, yeah. business owners that I work with were Constantly. How can I solve this issue that's come up? Yeah. 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 And so a common occurrence for pet business owners is that, and probably all business owners, but they're working in their business and not really on their business, you know, Mm -hmm. to do the big picture stuff, the strategic marketing and things that can really change their business for the better. So can you talk about how business owners can finally get to those things
1: yeah, great. So, um, so then let, let's actually take the idea of time placeholders a bit further. So we've already talked about the importance of having that time in your schedule to work on the things that are important because it's not going to happen by chance. And if you let life take over and let your clients and your family and friends take over, that's not going to happen by, you know, they're not going to allow you to work on those things that you know are important for your business. So, okay. As a, as a, as a pet business owner, you know, you set appointments with your clients and they're going to bring over you know they're going to bring over their pet at a certain time or whatever and you set that appointment and they expect you to be there and they expect you to be prepared and ready and available to serve them when you set that appointment Mm -hmm. right and you and i set this appointment for this call and you know i respect you you respect me so we're we make sure we're here Mm -hmm. well that's the funny thing is that i i tell i tell my clients listen the most important client you have in your business is you, because if you don't work on your business, no one else is going to work on your business. And so you have to look at those slots of time actually as appointments. I mean, mm-hmm. consider that. Consider setting an appointment with yourself to work on your business. Now, a lot of people tell me, "Well, George, I've already tried that. I set appointments, and you know, it just kind of go- comes and goes." Well, it comes and goes because you don't respect your own time with yourself. And so, again, you got to remember, I am the most important client in my business. So if an important client says, hey, I want to schedule you for Tuesday at 9 a.m. And you see that you've already set an appointment with yourself to do something. And it's not reasonable for you to somehow move that. Now, I, I do agree that if you set a time placeholder and you set an appointment with yourself, The nice thing is you can look at your calendar and say, okay, I plan to work on my marketing from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Tuesday. The rest of my day is free. Uh, An important client wants to meet me at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. Can I reasonably move that to working on my marketing at 11 a.m. instead of 9 Mm a.m.? Now, if you set an appointment with yourself, you can quickly check in with yourself. Can I reschedule that ASAP? But it's still, you know, if you find yourself rescheduling something again and again and again, you are... You, you should ask yourself the question, would I do this to a client? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do that to a client. I mean, if it's, if it's important, you might reschedule once with a client, but you won't just keep putting them off. Right. So don't, don't keep putting yourself off. Because if you don't respect yourself and your own time boundaries, other, other people won't because they get that signal about how you treat yourself. So, so you got to start with yourself. Yeah. So practice. So I say practice setting appointments with yourself because that's where you start.
3: I love that. Yeah, we teach people how to treat us and and how we're treating ourselves is a really big message, right? Yes, absolutely. And I, you know, I have a date with myself every Monday. So today's Mm. Monday. It's the day that I'm, I haven't yet done it, but I'm going to do it by the end of the day where I really look at what are my weekly goals? What are my monthly goals? It's the beginning of the month. So I'm looking at what do I need to do for the month? And I have a list of goals that I go over and, and really, and I look at last month's, you know, and last week's goals to see where am I? Am I on track with that? And it's a powerful experience, you know, having that container of time around me and my time with myself, with my business. Yes.
1: Yes. Because it's not going to happen if you just say it's going to happen sometime. (laughs) The the sometime sometime that somehow never happens.
3: Right, Right. it's like setting the GPS or trying to set the GPS, but not setting a destination. Like,
1: Uh, just
3: show us where to go if we don't put in where we want to go.
1: I'm just going to go somewhere.
3: (laughs) No. You tell me where, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, there are a lot of distractions lately, you know, with internet and... So what do you advise clients to do to manage that and really stay focused in their business life?
1: Yeah, great, great question. And, and, and actually, those distractions are getting worse as media companies get more savvy about how to hook us in. Yep. You know, um, I find that with, with not just my clients, but everyone's, like, what, especially when it comes to a device, It's very easy to get sucked in and to be distracted by "ooh, look at this shiny thing," "ooh, look at that," and as like I said, you know, the marketing media companies are are very good at using human psychology to hook you in uh, so that you keep stay staying in that thing that you're, and so so that's why we that's why it's so easy to you know, watch Netflix rather than work on our business, right? It's so easy to check Facebook, right? And it's so easy to check a text message. Oh, ping, you know? Oh my gosh, I got to go check this thing. So what I always advise people to do is what I call manage their trances.
2: Mm.
1: Manage their trances. So as as human beings, we actually spend a great deal of our day in trances. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. A trance is simply when you kind of lose track of time. Um, Whether you are, of course, watching TV or you're surfing the internet, you know, lose track of time. But, or you're you're being productive. You know, you could be really on a roll with a project and you go, wow, that time just flew on that project. Or you're having a conversation with someone like, oh my God, it's already 20 minutes past. So that's called a trance, okay? And if you don't manage your trances... You're going to let the media companies and the, you know, uh, the devices manage your trance. So you got to be conscious about when you, which activities in the day tend to put you in a trance. Like, that's really the step one. I mean, I, I really, I, I advise people to actually write a list, uh, like go through a day, mm-hmm. have a piece of paper near you and write a list of, oh my gosh, I just, and by the way, it's hard to know when you're about to go into a trance. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to, to know after you come out of one. Yeah. And you say, where did that time go? Write out. Oh, I was, I was trying to look up someone's information on Facebook. And then I got sucked in for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, gonna, I was talking with a friend. I thought it was going to be a five-minute conversation. It ended up being half an hour. And so you kind of like write down. So you become conscious of what activities make you lose track of time. Mm-hmm. And once you become conscious of it, then you are more in control of your day, and then just even being conscious that oh, talking to this person makes me lose track. Using this website, so the next time before you go into a trance, before you go to the activity where you could be in a trance, and if you really want to be serious about not losing track of your time, you should actually set a timer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, literally set a timer for. I mean, when I watch TV, okay, uh, you know, I actually set a timer. You know, if, especially if I want to go on with something else afterwards. I set a timer to say, oh, you know, actually it's funny. I, I, I set a timer called evening routine. And so like during dinner, like we're watching something, but I don't want to watch it all night long because <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to actually get out of the trance so that I can go to bed on time to get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. So I have an alarm pop up to remind me that I have to stop the alarm. Mm-hmm. It's just like waking up in the morning in the sleep at night, you're in a trance and then the alarm pops you out of the trance So that you have a choice and so the timer gives you a choice and so what i say is when the alarm goes off when you're out of a trance when you get popped out of a trance the first thing to do is to step away from that activity like physically step you know if you're sitting stand up and just take a step away so at least you have a choice to then ask yourself the question is what is important now it's great, And if you do that exercise, again, listing your trance activities, uh, practicing setting a timer for when you go, before you go into one, asking, stepping aside and asking yourself what's important now, you will find, and, and I know this sounds a little bit, obviously it sounds unnatural. Um, and anything that uh, we haven't yet practiced, of course, is unnatural. But I, I, I challenge you, I invite you to try it. And, and try it three times and see how that benefits you. And you'll find that eventually you might not even need these tools anymore because you'll become, you'll get. Guess, guess what? You'll start to live more consciously. Yeah, that'll
3: <laughs> be the, the new norm, right? But- yeah. 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 Oh, that is so powerful. I do a lot of timer setting in terms of activities. When I really want to be focused, there's something about setting the timer. It's like the Pomodoro technique. You've probably heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. But so I do it for a lot of activities that I really want to focus on and not get sucked into the internet. But I haven't really thought about it in terms of the trances. you know, when I'm consciously in, Allowing myself to go into a place that might be trancey, you know right.
1: sure. like, Yeah,
3: or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, just yeah. Set, just you know, just set a timer because Um other you know, it's it's okay to do those things. It's just not to do them way too long
3: <laughs> yeah, Exactly, yeah. that's so great and then joyful productivity. I wanted to talk a little bit about that So what does that mean and how can we apply it in our businesses?
1: Sure, so Joyful productivity is this idea of, you know, it's not just about being efficient with your day, but it's really about enjoying your work throughout yeah. the day. Um, it's it, Because what, what if we didn't have to, like, you know, grudgingly do our work and then have fun when we're not working? What if we could actually enjoy our work all day long and enjoy our off time? You know, wouldn't that be great? um and so of course as pet business owners hopefully you are enjoying your work because it's so much you know it's 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 love being around pets and whatnot but still even the even the stuff you enjoy doing if you're not aware of your energy state throughout the day you can get into a state of not enjoying it and becoming so used to getting into states of for example exhaustion or states of Um, where you're not taking care of your body, you know, you're not drinking enough water or you're not, you know, taking a nap when you need to take a nap, things like that. So I I give my clients this tool, this mental tool called green, yellow, red. And I I use these colors because it's like a traffic light. Green means go. Yellow means, oh, pay attention. You know, you got to maybe pause soon. And red means pause or stop. And so... I invite you just throughout the day, just as you remember, and maybe just have watching this. You'll remember to ask yourself today: Am I in green right now? Am I in yellow right now, or am I in red? Green is when you are feeling in flow, when you're feeling happy about what you're doing right now and where you're whatever activity you're at. Yellow is when you. Well, I'll just say what red is. Red is when you're not happy about what you're doing. Maybe you are uh, in a state. Bodily of needing to rest or needing to refuel yourself. Okay, or mentally you are just not in a good state Okay, maybe feeling negativity or whatnot So that's red Green is the positivity and feeling good the yellow Is the boundary between the two and what's interesting is that you've got to practice noticing the yellow the boundary because when you notice that you're going from green to to yellow you need to stop. You need to pause. Just like when you see a yellow light, you need to try to stop, you know? And so pause and ask yourself, how can I go back into green? Simple. Do I need to go take a 10 minute nap? Do I need to go and get a drink of water? Do I need to get something to eat? Do I need to notice what my thought pattern is right now and arrest that thought pattern and replace it With something more positive, do I need to go outside for a fresh, you know, um, a breath of fresh air, rather? And so it's like, what do you need to do to get into green? And so that I I just invite you all Mm. to to do that: green, yellow, red throughout the day. Maybe check in. Let's say check in every two hours on the even hour of the you know eight AM, ten AM, twelve PM. Just ask yourself that simple question. And if you do that, and you get used to doing that, you will be living joyfully productive.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and consci- it's a conscious practice, it sounds
1: like. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Wow, that's great. And um, yeah, I'm just thinking about how in my own life, you know, sometimes I think, well, if I just keep pushing, then I can rest when I'm done. But sometimes just pausing for 10 minutes can be incredibly powerful and can bring my mojo back when I'm oh. feeling depleted or out of alignment and... Yeah, I really, I learned that yesterday. I mean, I, I've known that for a while, but yesterday I was feeling kind of, it was the weekend and I was feeling just a little bit physically not so well and mm. just tired, you know? And I ended up just taking a little nap. I think it was yeah. 20 minutes or something.
1: Yeah.
3: And I felt like a million bucks when I was done. And I thought, isn't, isn't that amazing? God.
1: It's like a different person. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think, because of all these wonderful machines that we now have and all this great technology, we forget that our bodies aren't always going at the same quick pace that that technology is. And yet we're trying to keep up. Right. And it's bringing it back to this, to our humanity, you know, our bodies and loving to ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So on that line, you know, I know that you've talked about renewal time and you talk about three rhythms of renewal. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so actually one of those rhythms of renewal is um, during the day, throughout the day, to ask yourself that question, green, yellow, or red, and then take care of yourself. And I should also mention, by the way, that you can actually be in green all the time. And I don't mean that you should be working all the time, but I mean that even when you're resting, you can be in green. And what I mean is when you are resting or playing even, you could be doing activities that are green, positive, or you can be doing activities that are negative. You know what I mean? Like there are some activities that you just kind of let yourself go and do things, that, but you don't feel renewed afterwards. You don't feel refreshed. You know, you maybe feel tired. And so, um, yeah, even with rest, you can pick activities that actually refresh and renew you. So that's why I think green is really our birthright. We should be in green all the time and just have to be aware of it. Okay, so that's one rhythm of renewal is just throughout the day, pausing and checking. Now, let's go, kind of go back out a little bit. The second rhythm renewal is what you do on the evenings and weekends or whenever your, your, business, your off business hours are. The question is, what are you doing? To actually renew yourself, or are you just running around taking care of family or taking care of friends? Right? Because if you don't renew yourself, you know, just like with with our pets, you know, they need to be taken care of, they need to eat, they need to sleep enough, otherwise, they're grumpy and, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're. So, same thing. In your off hours, are you consciously designing? Your evening routine, for example, are you consciously designing your weekend? If you if you if you work, if you uh, or whatever days off you have during the week, are you consciously designing those things so that you're not just being blown about by people's demands here and there? So that's the second rhythm of renewal is off business hours, and the third rhythm and renewal is looking at the year and asking, "Am I? Is my year punctuated?" By time off, by by weeks off. So so one thing that I that I do um, is that every six weeks of work, I take one week of one week off. And I know I am I'm, I'm grateful that I you know I've been able to create this over seven years of building my business. I'm now able to create that much sort of vacation time. My vacations are typically just here. I don't really travel a lot. So but I, but I but I need that time away from um, you know, serving clients intensively and checking email and that because time away from, from work activities allows your brain to rest and then to be more creative as a result. And the change of pace is really useful to continue, to then return to your work with more gusto, with more joy, and with kind of looking forward to it, because you've you've taken some time off. So I really encourage you, maybe some of you can't do once every six weeks, but maybe once every 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. You do one week off. It's a, it's a really healthy thing to do. I think a lot of Americans, especially, have this idea that you kind of work all year and you take two weeks off at the end of the year. And I don't know if that's healthy, you know, because it, 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 working all year is is pretty exhausting. And you'll find yourself wanting to kind of thinking about, Wanting to take time off or or worse to kind of take a break from your business No, no, you just got to build that in to Mm -hmm. your your new rhythm and you'll find yourself having much more flow because we we human beings You know, we are we are we are not like a machine where we do this or we're kind of straight Work, but we we are kind of we go in waves and you just got to respect your waves and design that into your year
3: That is so well said yeah, I mean, especially pet business owners. I mean, I know those of you that are out there are probably going, "Oh my God, I never get time off." And yeah. you know, if you don't create it for yourself, it's not right. going to happen. It's like happen. Um, George was talking about the time placeholders. You know, the vacation yeah. becomes one of those wow. time placeholders.
1: Absolutely, absolutely,
3: yeah. And um, for me, I a lot of pet business owners know this, but I was working uh, seven days a week, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day when I had my pet business and at least for the first maybe three years. And then I realized, wow, I really can't do this anymore. And so I went from working seven days a week to working three days a week. I had a manager managing my business and Uh it just restored me. I was able to be so much more present in my business. I fell in love with it again, you know, Uh and, uh, fell in love with my life again. And, and I ended up, you know, doing a four-month sabbatical a few years ago. And then I did a seven-month sabbatical. And Wow. In Bali. Yeah, so I'm a big proponent for taking time off and really regenerating, rejuvenating. We have to do it, especially being in a pet care. In the pet care yeah. industry, it's very demanding.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. So any final tips that you have for... Yeah business owners around productivity and, you
1: know, yeah. taking yeah. care of Yeah, sure. So I'll just leave you with this idea, which is when you make a decision and take a stand for yourself to say, I'm going to create healthy boundaries. I'm going to create these time placeholders. I'm going to create these rhythms of renewal. Mm-hmm. What you'll find is that other people will come to be okay with it. And that's the key. And, and here's the challenge, though, is that when you first start doing it, just like when you change any, any, um, when you make a change to a system, it, it gets out of equilibrium for a little while. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some, so this is a, this is sort of just allowing you, just allow yourself to realize that there's going to be some pushback at first from w- whether the people you work with or from your family or from your clients, there will be some pushback first, but you need to take a stand because mm-hmm. once you respect yourself enough to take a stand, they will then, after the initial disappointment, which will happen, mm-hmm. and you say, oh, that's the initial disappointment, take a stand for yourself and they will come to work with what your structure is because you respected yourself enough to create a structure. They will work within that structure. And you also find that when you, when you respect yourself in that way, you'll start to attract people, clients you know, business partners or workers or friends, you'll start to attract people who respect you at that level. Because it's almost like you've raised your vibration to say, you know what, I'm worth it to yeah. create these structures of self care and create these structures of working on my business strategically. And people are going to see that and they're going to say, oh, that person is worth working with or that person's worth, uh, that business is, is worth using because they're, they're, they're structured, they don't seem stressed out. Doing it with joy and ease. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And being in integrity with ourselves too.
1: Yes, exactly.
3: Yeah, really honoring ourselves. That is just. Thank you so much. This has been incredibly illuminating, and I'm imagining the pet business owners who are out there probably nodding their heads, going, "Yes, this is great." (laughs) I hope so. Beautiful. Thank
0: you so much, George. You're Welcome. welcome. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you enjoyed that interview with George. I find him to be such an insightful, wise, and interesting guy. I mean, he comes from such a unique perspective, and I hope that you got a lot out of this interview. I know I did. I really, really enjoyed hearing it again. (laughs) I interviewed him and then I heard it after the conference, but then listening to it again was good for me too. So I wanted to remind you to check out the show notes, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 64. In addition to information about my Burbank keynote talk that's happening on April 27th, You will also find information about the photo contest and how you can enter your picture to win. And also, there is a link, if you don't already know it, to the Prosperous Pet Business Facebook community. It is such a vibrant, wonderful group of pet business owners from around the world. There are almost 3,000 pet business owners in that group, and it's growing every day. So there is a link to that in the show notes as well. There's also a link to connect with me on Instagram. I would love, love, love to connect with you on Instagram, as well as some other things that I think you might appreciate and enjoy. There's a free tips and tools booklet that you'll find in the show notes, lots of goodies. So go on over there, check it out. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 64. That is the number 64. And I want to wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. I hope you have a wonderful day and a great week. And I will talk to you And connect with you next week on the podcast. See you then. Take good care. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.